Yo, 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 what's up everybody? It's another episode of the podcast, you already know what it is, man, Brother Love of Sports, you already know who it is, Corey Lovett, and you already know I'm here with my co-host, my brother, Carl Lovett Jr., what's going on today, man? Man, I, I'm getting there, I'm getting there, bro. You feeling alright, man? Man, you know, this weather, man, I, I tell you, bro, like... <laughs> it's up and down, man, one, you know, three straight days, 70 degrees, then the last couple days, been in the, been in the... The, the low 30s so did you were they talking about tomorrow some possible snow flurries possible sleet possible snow flurries hey man like i said in, yeah. in the last few shows this is the midwest you never know what to expect expect the unexpected man so yeah it's been a hey. week for me over the weekend I, I was i was pretty much bedridden and uh when it got looked at two days ago and found out i got ear infection so it, nice yeah Hey, but how, you you feeling all right? You feeling up for the show today? Oh, yeah, I'm good. They, they got me on some stuff. All right, cool, man. Because, hey, hey, guys, just got to make sure you're taking your vitamins, man, just staying healthy. Nah, for real. Uh, taking your vitamin C, man, doing what you need to do to, to stay healthy, man, because it's, uh, hey, it ain't it, it ain't easy out here, man. I, I just hate being sick, man. Yeah, it ain't. Especially, you know, it always comes around the time when you, when you got something to do, yeah. too, when things are coming up. It always happens around the worst time. But, yeah, man, make sure you guys are staying healthy out there. Absolutely. All right, man, let's get into our first topic today, man. So, uh, we got to talk about the Lakers. Obviously, we seen last night uh, the Lakers roared back last night from a 21-point deficit in the fourth quarter to beat the Los Angeles Clippers 116-112. to Lakers outscored the Clippers 39-16 to in the fourth quarter. LeBron alone outscored the Clippers in the fourth quarter 19-16. to LeBron putting up putting on a master class with 34 points, 8 assists, and 6 boards, especially in the fourth, as I just alluded to. So, Cole, I'll start with you here. Obviously, you know you being a Laker fan, LeBron fan. My question that I want to pose here, are you encouraged or discouraged by this win? And when I ask that question, you may say, how could you be discouraged? But obviously, no, I, I, I obviously you know, you, you I get it. LeBron had to put on a heroic effort for them to to win this game. So and and without Paul George too. So and Zoom, uh, yeah. yeah. So question: Are you encouraged by this one? Or are you discouraged? To quote the to quote Michael Corleone in the classic film Godfather: Just when I think I'm out, they pull me right back in. <laughs> they pull me right back in. That that was a. That, that what what took place last night. You, you have to feel comf- confident going about, uh, confident going forward about something like that. Whenever you can win a game that dramatically in that fashion, in which the way the Lakers did, you know, inner city rival Clippers who gonna get their own house next year. I'm sure they're happy about that because that game was 85 percent Lakers fans. No, absolutely, um, probably more than that. But I, you asked the question: Am I encouraged or discouraged about? With the Lakers going forward, and that's that's kind of why I'm going to kind of target this this topic because I'm not going to really give you you know going to the, the game the depth of the game last night and whether I think you know was that more about the Lakers as a team or was it more so about the Clippers because I really can't because the fact of the matter is I didn't watch not one dribble of what took place in the fourth quarter last night I turned this game off in the third <laughs> quarter um, so, totally understandable. Man, you know, I told you uh, five years ago. I, I say when LeBron decided when to come in, yeah. I say, "Look, the first the first sign of trouble, I'm bailing. I, I can't do these late starts, these yeah. specific time starts yeah. over here in the Midwest, especially can't if it goes to overtime. Yeah, yes. uh, I can't yeah. do it, you know. But as far as uh, you know, and I, I'm being serious when I say this, I really don't have 
I really don't know what we truly should be expecting from this team going forward and going into the playoffs. I really don't. Because I think when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers and it comes to pretty much ab- abundance of teams in the Western Conference, it's going to come down to matchups. There are certain teams in the in, in the Western Conference that the Lakers match up with better than they do some others. And some of those other teams have better records. Than, like, if, like say for instance, OKC. I think the Lakers will win a, series, a, a playoff series against the OKC Thunder, even though they are the second seed in the game behind the first, over, first number one overall seed in the Western Conference. Because what they just... OKC seems to struggle with size, and the Lakers have a lot of it. A team like Dallas, I would favor the Lakers in that series, even though they have a better record than the Los Angeles Lakers. So, do I believe that the Los Angeles Lakers are a strong, legitimate title contending team? No, I don't. But do I do I see a scenario in which they can, you know, make a run and get back to the Western Conference Finals and possibly get to the NBA Finals? Yeah, I do because it's going to come down to matchups. Because I I, I said we again, I sound like a broken record saying this. Their two superstars have been superstarring all year. Yeah. LeBron has been healthy and he's been there and he's played unbelievable. Anthony Davis, we all believe he's a super has superstar talent. He's played like a superstar talent this year on both ends of the floor. And we've seen multiple contributions from role players. They're, listen, the defense has to improve. That's the number one. Everybody talking about this great stretch they've been on. You know, they're ten and three with this lineup, you know, with Rui, D and Austin Reeves, and everybody talking about, you know, how, how crisp it looks on the offensive side. They've given up an abundance amount of points defensively, and that has to clean up, get cleaned up. And you would like to think that that will get cleaned up because you're going to get some, you know, they got Reddish back last night. Hopefully they can get Vando back at some point. Uh, who, who knows if Gabe Vincent, who, who's, you know, a good, you know, offensive and defensive player on both sides of the ball, who knows if he's ever going to play this year. But you have to think that that's going to improve. I just think I don't know what there's so much uncertainty in what you can expect going forward with this team. Like I said, I don't believe they're a legit strong championship contender. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet. A, uh, I wouldn't bet the house that they're going to make another Western Conference Finals run again this year. But is it possible? Yes, because the Western Conference in its entirety is going to come down to strictly matchups. I think for everybody. No matter what, from the one seed all the way down to the ninth seed, I, I believe it's going to come down to everybody. Eighth seed, I mean. But LeBron James, though, you, you have to feel encouraged about that. Because, like, in year 21, you do you, you, you realize in year 21, he scored already uh, more points this year, already at this point, than every other player that's played 21 years combined. Vince Carter, Dirk Nowinski, uh, Moses Malone, all of them that played – 21 years in the NBA, he's already scored more points so far this season They than all three of them did combined in their 21st season. I mean, what he's doing is unbelievable this year. It's something that we'll never see again. You know, a lot of people get the hate in their heart to where they can't really see that. But like I said, he um, is, is he as good on a nightly basis, on a nightly basis as a Jokic or Giannis or Embiid or Luka? No. But on a given night, on a given fourth quarter, he can be just as good as any of those guys, and you you just you just know in the playoff health health bar and health, he's got another level that he can go to. We've seen it for years, so obviously, yeah, you have to feel encouraged about what you seen last night. Whenever you can beat you, you, we know the Clippers are a really good team, and whenever you can you know find a way to beat them, it's always good. You have to feel encouraged about that. But 
I, I, I'm not going to say last night moved the needle for me in terms of my confidence and what I believe their contender status is going forward. I still believe that it's going to come down to whatever matchups they draw. Like last year, they were fortunate enough to draw two teams, which they matched up with great in Memphis and Golden State. Will the, will the cards work out in their favor where they can draw two teams with those type of matchups again this year? We'll have to wait and see. But you have to feel encouraged about what you've seen last night, if that's the answer to your question. So, yeah. Yeah, to your point, you have to you have to be encouraged um, about what you've seen from LeBron. Um, obviously, you know, like I said, putting on that heroic effort and uh, just absolutely going berserk in the fourth quarter. And this is what, you know, we talked about LeBron. You know, at some, some you know he has these turn-back-the-clock moments. You're not going to get these moments like you used to every – he's not going to do it night in and night out like he used to. No. I mean, the guy's in year 21, and you don't expect him you to. Right. right. So you And you really don't expect him to, like I said. So, uh, yeah, just an absolute heroic effort from LeBron. And, and to your point about the year 21 – just to put this in some some sort of a perspective, you know, I I pretty much been following the game of basketball, and I and I fell in love with the game of basketball at at a very young age. And you know, when I was about the around about the age of let's say nine or ten years old, LeBron was probably he was he was about he was I mean it was a debate you know that he was the best player in the league, but he was no doubt a top three player in the league. That was when I was nine or ten years old. I'll be twenty eight at the end of this year. <laughs> So let's just put that in some some type of perspective. Like that's how long that this guy has dominated this game of basketball and been at the top. Like that like that like that like you, we got to put this in perspective at times guys. Like just just listen to that. So I mean LeBron deserves to be saluted for his uh pri- I mean his uh longevity and what he's been able to do and, and still and still be at the top of it not necessarily the top of his game but still be playing at at a very very high level in year 21. So like I said, you got to be encouraged about that. But in in a totality in 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 all retrospect when I look at the Lakers, to answer the question am I encouraged or discouraged? I'm really neither when it comes to this. I'm yeah. kinda, I'm kind of right in the middle right. cuz like I said, I don't I don't really know what to expect from this Lakers team. Like, I, I think they're a really it's good a team. Man. I came in like I, you know, we both came into this offseason saying that the Lakers were probably the winner winners of the offseason with the pieces that they acquired. You know, bringing D'Lo back, bringing back a Hachimura, um, acquiring a Gabe Vincent, acquiring a Christian Wood, things like that, acquiring, acquiring a Cam Reddish, things like that that they were able to do. And a lot, a lot of, a lot of it has been, you know. They just really haven't been able to get healthy. Number one, they haven't had yeah. all their pieces. Uh, like you said, the the superstars have been superstar, and they've been playing mm-hmm. at, at a very at a very high level, and they've been doing what they needed to do. But it just seems that they can't. Number one, get on the floor all together, and when they do get on on the floor all together, there's not really a lot of cohesiveness. It looks like, but like you said, in this last in this last stretch with this with this new lineup change, they're ten and three with this lineup, and, and they and they play well. But they do have to share it up on the defensive end for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of right in the middle on this. And as far as the Lakers' expectations goes, I would say right now in the West, Carl, man, I just don't think I don't think there's a heavy favorite in the West. There is not. Even even though I believe the Nuggets probably would be the best team because you have the best player in the NBA, Nikola Jokic, who's who's playing on at an absolutely phenomenal level and putting up astronomical numbers at this point. I still don't. I still wouldn't. I would give them like a slight edge over 
a lot of these teams because, like you said, matchup is is really gonna it's, it's is gonna what is what matchups. yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really essentially gonna come down to matchups. it's what's gonna play a huge part in the in the in these uh, playoffs. Because if you look at last year, man, the Lakers they were a seven seed and 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 went up against the Memphis Grizzlies and ended up beating them because they were a better matchup. Mm-hmm. Like any of these teams in the West, like you could just you could get hot. Like of course you're gonna have your favorite, you're gonna have the underdogs, but even even last year too. The Warriors, they were the sixth seed and end up beating the Kings. So, if I if the Lakers were to play a play a Timberwolves or play a, a OKC like you alluded to, I I mean that series can literally go either way. Either way, either way, a lot of this uh, any. I and think, that's not just the case with the Lakers. That's exactly, what I, like I said, I was just about to say. Like I said, I think Jokic Jokic is the best player in the league, and I think that any team Jokic is on, I think obviously you would uh, they would be the favorites. But you really just don't know, man. Because I think the West is wide open. The West is just wide open right yeah. now, man. It's just clearly wide open, and any matchup could 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 prove to be a to be a awesome series. So as a, as far as the expectation for the Lakers, I mean, I just don't really know. Can they? Like, I, I, I'm on. I'm with you. Do I believe that they that they're uh, a true title contender? They really haven't shown me anything for me to believe that that they're a true right. title contender, but. I look at the fact that you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, and anything can happen. It's a four. It's a long series. It's not just one game. And and we know in playoff series, you get in these playoff series, you you kind of figure things out, you make adjustments throughout the way, and that's what it's going to come down to too. Is Darvin uh, is Darvin Ham going to be ready for that? Is he going to be able to make the in game adjustments? That's also a huge question mark too. So that's what's and it's really going to come down to a lot of that. But yeah, man, I'm with you. I think the West is wide open and. I don't necessarily believe that the Lakers are a true, true contender, but do I think that they could get on a run and, and go to the Western Conference Finals and possibly yeah. win? Sure. I'm, I'm, I think that that could be the case with any of these yeah. eight, eight to nine teams. I mean, I, I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I mean, as, as we sit here right now, I mean, the, the Timberwolves are the number one seed. Sacramento, who's been disappointing this year, they're the eighth seed. I mean, is it crazy to think that Sacramento would push that push uh push that game that series to six or seven games? I mean, because Minnesota has not they they haven't proved anything. They haven't proved right. that they can. I mean, they've they've been dominant this year, but uh, I mean, number two, OKC against number seven Dallas. We we know that Demon that Luca turns into in the yeah. playoff. Good. I mean, there's I mean, so it's going to come down to matchups for all these teams and for the Los Angeles Lakers. You said it, man. Uh, you know, we 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 both like you said, we both felt that they won the offseason with some of the pieces, and and you know, it's really been disappointing that they haven't it played as as well as we thought that they were capable of playing up to this point. And like you said, a lot of it has to do with injury, and they really haven't been able to get any stability or cohesion because of injury. And that that's that's really been the story of Le, of LeBron's tenure in L.A. outside of that championship year. I mean, injuries to. To, to LeBron, to AD, they just really haven't been able to gain any cohesiveness in, like, a, a lot of these years. So, but, yeah, like you said, to me, there is there is no favorite in the, in the in this Western Conference. There is none. Yes, yes, I, do, I, I think Denver is the better team. Or, or they, they, they should be viewed as, you know, the favorites because they're the defending champs. But there is no favorite. There is no – now, in the East, yeah, I think Boston at this point has, has separated themselves from the, from, separate, the, from the field. Yeah. Uh, I, I really don't. I think Milwaukee. I, I don't see them. You know, they they look like they're kind of getting it together getting a it together, little bit. But, but Boston is just playing at, at, at yeah, a, such a supreme yeah. level. I, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. Even even if Milwaukee gets it together, I don't think their ceiling is anywhere near where Boston is. 
Uh, Philadelphia, you know, without Embiid, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. They're I really even, even, no even, even though they even though they've played particularly well without them, they haven't. No, they, they don't have a chance without. They, them. Yeah, they don't have a chance without them. Cleveland, even though they've been on a heater and they've pretty much feasted on some bad teams, but I still. I'm saying all I needed to see from Cleveland I, last year. I, 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 I come on, man, get over that. Even no, but they've 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 definitely improved this year from what they bought upon last year. Even though they've kind of feasted on some bad teams, but they've but they've beaten them. But I still believe, even though with all that being said, that they're one piece away. And the Knicks, I, I'm starting to lose faith. But hallelujah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So essentially, we 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 pretty much know Boston is the clear cut favorite to come out of the East. But in the West, we don't have it's, any. Yeah, of that. I just I can't I can't I can't give you a definitive answer. No. Like it's literally, I can, like it's literally a see, wait and see. I mean, you you, you want to sit here and say, "Oh, the Lakers," you know, they're, they're uh, you know, they're they're sitting, they're currently in the in the nice spot in the play in. They want to get higher seed, but I mean, do they really? I mean, does it really matter how high of a seed they get, or does it yeah, matter what they, who they draw? Yeah. Like I and I and I think I talked about this last show. I think it would be best for them to avoid the play in. You know, kind of get them give them some an opportunity to, to be healthy, and. uh I know Denver is sitting at the three seed, yeah, they're, but they're, they're they're most they're most likely going to be in the play. Yeah. I mean they're 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 I mean they're there's three and a half games out of the six seed right now from from New Orleans, and then they got teams like Dallas in front of them. So they're most likely going to be in the play. I don't see them being able to cover that much ground in this conference. To well, you you're going to need to get to a seven or eight. Yeah, because you don't, don't want to be in, in a one in a one yeah. yeah in a one and done situation, and you got to play two games to get in. So, right. but yeah, I, I yeah I just think. The expectations for the Lakers, I just they're just they're just kind of where everybody else is at right now. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so we'll leave it there and we'll come back a little bit later on that. All right, next topic, Carl. This is a topic that I kind of want, I wanted to wanted to talk about. Obviously, okay. we've seen what happened over the weekend. Former NFL MVP Cam Newton was involved in a scuffle at a seven on seven youth football camp. As most as most know, Cam Cam uh, runs C one N. Uh, which is a youth sports organization, which was one of those teams at this camp. Video surfaced on Sunday on social media um, that appears to show Cam in a physical altercation with two to three people before security was able to restore order and break it up. Cam does not to, not appear to throw any punches, and it is unclear what provoked this scuffle. Carl, let me start here for a second. And Go ahead, yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. kick it to you. Because, you know... I, I, I love Cam Newton. You, I'm you a do. huge fan of Cam Newton. Was a huge fan of him, you know, at Auburn, and uh, when he made a transition to the NFL through his MVP season, and you know, I was I was always with him, and I love Cam. But a lot of times, and this this has been a recurring theme at these camps that that Cam has gone to. Yeah, that people constantly disrespect him, and we see guys. Uh, most they're mostly young kids mm-hmm. who are trying to you know go viral or you know say oh did you see what I did to Cam I talked to Cam this is what I told him he was trash bro and I under I understand what Cam is trying to do he's trying to give back to his community and he's trying to you know be a good guy and and I love it and I love that for Cam that's all good good and dandy but like I said I think it's mostly kids and I don't understand this generation. Where you have a, a NFL player yeah. that's trying to show and give back to you and, and, and give you knowledge, and, and a lot of these and, and, and a lot of these it's our community that that, that he's going yeah. to and yeah. he's showing and he's trying to teach, 
Man, we would have killed to have something like that, man, when we were growing up to these camps. I remember going to a camp where a guy who's from here, Roosevelt Jones, who played at O'Fallon, went to Butler, played in the uh, NBA G League for a little bit. And Roosevelt Jones, he was one of my camp counselors, man, and I was just yeah. – I was just in awe. Yeah, and this was a guy who yeah, I mean I was he saying, he he wasn't right. he wasn't a highly no disrespect the rules. Yeah, he, he wasn't. A, he, Cam yeah, <laughs> like so, like even just a guy like that, like that spoke volumes to me that this guy is at a, a camp at, at a McKendry College, and and is out and is here to trying to get knowledge because I don't know if you I don't Rose Jones man he 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 had a huge impact on on Fallon. He was he was a well, big, he, he, he was, was a, a dog at Butler. Yeah, I mean, for absolutely he was a great college. So for me player. to see somebody like that. I was aspiring to be be something like that. I wanted to see to see him in my camp. I was trying to soak up all knowledge that I could. You know what I'm saying? So for these young guys to to be here and 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 talking trash and and thinking it's cute and it's cool to do that to Cam, I just think that that's ridiculous. And it's mostly in our community that we see it because uh, we don't see that. I mean, the video hasn't surfaced of, of you know at, at an Eli or a Peyton Manning camp or something yeah, like that happening. Peyton happened. Manning passing the camp. I'm pretty sure uh, so, Peyton Manning ain't throwing people around. So, but now to to the video on Sunday, man. I just think because now it's come out that these were adults that Cam um, was involved with, and it was mm-hmm. one of the it was some of the coaches from the uh, seven one of the seven on seven teams mm-hmm. that Cam was involved with. And first of all, I just want to say Cam. I know that you he loves doing this and I know that this is his way to give back to the community but he he he's really going to have to sit down and think and, and and take the time out and say that he might have to shut it down. He can't do this anymore because clearly people don't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to act and and this is what you get right here. So, like I said, and Cam probably won't do it knowing knowing um seeing him from afar off like I like I do. And being and following him since since like I said his career at Auburn he probably won't he'll probably continue to try to do this because it seems like he really enjoys this and and enjoys lo- and he loves to give back to the community and and put on these type of seven on seven events. But I if I was Cam I would I would I would definitely consider sh- shutting this down and not and not putting things on or even showing up and making appearances to, to things like this anymore because clearly they don't appreciate it and. He manhandled the guys. I don't know if you've seen the video. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, he was holding yeah. his own. Yeah. I mean, bro, what are we doing? We got, like, bro, we got to understand that pro athletes are built different, bro. Like, Cam was running over. Cam, what's Cam? 6'5? Six, six, like six, what, what do he play? 6'5 nah, nah, at 280? Cam at least 6'7. 6'6, six, 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 250. And he was running over 300 pound linebackers, 300 pound defensive linemen, and he was carrying them. And you and you gonna try him? Like, bro, he pulled a bro, y'all tried to jump and he pulled a Uno reverse on y'all, bro. Like, come on, bro. Like y'all gotta stop. And it doesn't look and bro, like I said, it didn't look like he he didn't he didn't throw no punches. Bro, cause if Cam wanted to, bro, he could have knocked one of them dudes out. He could have hurt. Cold. Bro, he could have he could have hurt these guys like severely. You can see he was trying to restrain himself. He was just trying to get the guys off of him and stuff like that. But man, for this to happen, and a lot of these times, man, I'm gonna kick it over to you, cause like I said, these were adults. A lot of times, we see we see these coaches and the and these parents, they're trying to live through vicariously through their kids, through their kids yeah. and, and these other guys because they didn't make it. Man, we gotta calm down, cause we, you know, obviously, we I don't know if you've seen 
uh, I think this was about a year ago. So the the coach that lost lost his life at, at the little league game because okay. I got yeah. I got got shot shot and things like that. So man, we got to do better in our community too because yeah, man, it seems like that that this is the only place where this happens. So, but yeah, like I said. I think Cam really would need to sit down and just kind of think about it and, and see if he really wants to do this anymore. And because it seems like all the knowledge and, and tutelage that he's given, it's falling on deaf ears. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it's just and I, and I just hate to see that 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 succumb to something like that. It's just a bad look. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree with everything you said. I, I really don't have much to add to that. Just that you know. Uh, I'm just thankful for that, like, that video will be seen. I'm just thankful for that. Even though that's a bad look, I'm just thankful that, you know, that's all that it was. Because we've seen, you alluded to, you know, we've seen at sometimes in these youth camps and these youth football games, you get out of hand and, you know. Somebody go to the trunk. Yeah, somebody somebody get the best of somebody and then somebody come back with something and yeah. it be what it is. So, I'm just glad it wasn't that. I, I didn't, re- like, when I first seen the video, I didn't really know, like, what was going on. Because, like you said, Cam, he, he didn't throw any punches. So I didn't I didn't know if Cam was kind of like trying to like be the peacemaker like he was trying to break it yeah. up because you know you, you can see him like kind of pulling guys off of like pulling guys back and you see on one of the clips when one of the guys comes in and throws a punch right. I don't I I couldn't tell if he was throwing a punch at Cam or right. the guy that Cam you know so I didn't really know what was going on all I all I can say is is Cam first of all man look now like you said. You more than capable of defending yourself, Cam. I get that, but come on, man. Like you, where your people at with stuff like that? Yeah, you gotta have yeah, security. Yeah, you, you yeah. can't have you. You can't be in the middle of that, Cam. You you, you gotta know who he is now. But it seemed like, like security got there late, though. I, but still, I mean, I right, even though even even if they did get there late, Cam can't like because because like you said, people when they get around people with names and, and celebrity status like that, they show out. Yeah. They go over there. And say, oh man, did you see what I did to Cam Newton? Right, I, man, I, I got the best of them. You know, like so, st- like so, Cam's got to keep that in mind. So, but like you said, yeah, this is the first time. Th- this ain't this isn't the first time that Cam has tried to do something like this, and we've seen you know something negative come of it. So yeah, he definitely does have to ask himself: Does he want to continue this? And he probably will. Like knowing Cam, he, he yeah. you know, because like you know he. he He's he he's not he, he's probably not doing it for those type of people. He's doing it because there are some out there who who right. do it. So he's gonna yeah. continue to do it for them. But yeah, man, I, I I don't like when 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 Cam is taking you know a route that he doesn't have to take because there are plenty that don't give back and don't you know uh, offer you know this kind of opportunity to these young kids. And when I see stuff like that happen, you know it it, it really does kind of rub me the wrong way because. Like you said, mainly when I look and see stuff like that is us, you know, and um, I just I, I just I just don't I, I just don't get why this continues to happen to Cam. I mean, look, we all know, look, Cam. Cam is a big personality. He's a showman. We we, we know that he did that. He, he's a he's a showman on the field and off the field. I don't know if the that kind of the aura, the, the big him. aura around yeah. Cam. I don't know if 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 that kind of like rose a lot of that people. That rose a lot of guys around. I, th- I don't know if it like do do they take his confidence and and, and yeah. portray it as arrogance? I don't. I don't the know. way he carries himself. Yeah, is I, I don't just, know. I think it rose people yeah. the wrong way. But clearly, when the guy goes out his way to do stuff like this, clearly you put all those whatever you may think about him to the right. side. You focus on that because he doesn't have to do this. So yeah, I, I just I really don't have much to say. 
Cam is obviously going to have to take a look and does he want to continue to be proud of what he's doing because, you know, if things like this continue, like I said, because I'm just thankful that it, what, what, what happened it, it was all that happened because we've seen in instances where things like that have gotten worse and everybody knows that is Cam Newton. So, but yeah, it, it's, we got, we got to do better as, 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 you know, and, and it's just like that because when you do things like that, you kind of like you uh, eliminate the purpose of why everybody was there. Right. So and you ruin yeah. it for everybody else. Right. Right. And so yeah, and I think a lot yeah, and and great point that you brought up. I think a lot of it has to do with Cam's aura and the way that he carries himself. I think it rubs people really the wrong way that mm-hmm. this guy I like I really do think that they take his confidence for arrogance. Yeah. And, I think and, that's what it is. And kinda to the the football in a football sense, you know, Cam obviously didn't do himself any favors by, you know, posting videos about who who he would prefer to back up right, and things yeah. like that. But even before that, a lot of the the criticism or reasons to why Cam wasn't brought in these locker rooms is because of his aura. Right. And they said, Oh, you don't want to do you don't want to do that yeah. to your quarterback. That's Cam Newton. Now. Yeah, that's Cam Newton. Cam Cam holding a clipboard, he's gonna be over there itching. So stuff like that, the way that Cam carries himself has always rubbed people the wrong way. But I just think a lot of times they mistake his confidence for arrogance. And you know, I, I think that's kind of wrong that Cam really wasn't given the opportunity to do that. Right. Because we don't know. I mean, Cam never said that he wouldn't I mean, like you say, he didn't do himself any favors by by right. coming over the But list. even before but, that. But but he at least acknowledged that right. that's something that he was willing to right. do. But, you know, yeah, so yeah, I, I yeah that that's what I think it is. I think Cam or his personality, the way he carries himself, rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Is why, and I think that's why you continue to see things like this continue to happen, which I don't agree with because I think, like you said, when, when Cam goes out his way to do continue to do things like this, you got to put that to the side. Yeah, whatever, whatever your issues. Yeah, are, whatever the issues. It's about it's because it, yeah. it's, it's really about the kids at right. that point, and, and 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 giving back to the community, which I believe Cam loves to do, and and. Like you said, and it kind of, and it really, and it, and it hurts the people who really are there to to try to get better and try to learn. Those kids are there who 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 really want to work on their game and get knowledge from a guy like a Cam Newton. So it's just really sad to see that for for you know one person to ruin it for everybody. So and I and I just and I just hate that it came to that Sunday. But all right, man. So you got another edition of Would You Rather? So I'm gonna kick it over to you. Uh, before I get into that, I wanted to ask you this before we uh, before we got into that Cam Newton topic. Uh, you know, we we are past the All Star break. I just want I really wanted to get your uh, take on like the MVP race right now. Who's your front runner? Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jokic is my front runner, really, but, but slightly only because I think Luca is having a better season, but they. I think right now they currently sit at the seventh, seed, seventh again, seed. half a game back at the seventh and, seed. I don't. But think, I, I don't will think say this: if Luke, if they were to kind of get on a run and Luca was to be able to get the sixth seed or even the fifth seed, I would, I would say he would be the favorite mm-hmm. because even though it's been to my disliking, we've seen, we've, yeah, we've there, seen, there, there we've is, seen that now. I, I mean, I disagree with it. There's a history. Yep. There's a history of guys getting the MVP. We see Russell Westbrook got it at the six seed. We see Jokic got it at the six seed a couple years ago. So we've seen that history. So I think I think eight is too low for Luka to, to win the MVP. But um, I think if he were to get to maybe six or five, I think because I mean his numbers 
I think he he's he's beating uh he averages more points than Jokic and he averages more assists. I think Jokic averages more rebounds when you look if you if you look that up. But uh but I think they're pretty close. Mm-hmm. I think it's a neck and neck race like I said. I think and I think Giannis is in there and I think SGA is in there. I think that would be my top 4 right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh I I got a pretty similar. I got I got Jokic and Tatum 1A 1B. Hmm. Tatum. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think, listen, Tatum's played very well. He's this played year. very well, and you know, Boston has clearly been the best team this year. They, I mean, if they, if 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 Tatum continues to play the way that he's playing, which I think he will, and and Boston wins, you know, sixty eight, sixty eight games or whatever, I think t- that will put Tatum right uh, in a, in a Tatum will be in a good spot. Let me say this real quick about Tatum. I think I don't believe it's fair. For us to discredit Tatum, because I think this is what's going on when when we when we talk about Tatum, and this is why he's not really mentioned I, in the media. I think a lot we're discrediting Tatum because of the talent around him, and I don't think we can do that because you yeah. look at a Drew Holiday, you look at a Jalen Brown, a Porzingis, a Derek White. They the Celtics, like you said, they're head and shoulders the best team in the, in the East, undoubtedly. Yeah. And I think a lot of what the media has done. They look at these guys who are who have who are in the quote unquote they're ahead of Tatum in the MVP race, and they say they have less talent on their team yeah. than the Celtics, so they credit that more. But I think if Tatum is performing better than these guys, you know, I don't, I don't, I think yeah. I just think that that's fr- dis- unfair to discredit him. Yeah, I think it's a lot of that operating going on. I also think when it comes to Tatum, I think he gets ju- I think he gets critiqued. Based on, he's had so much team success early on in his career, and we all we all know that he got to the finals against Golden State. Played bad. Played bad. They lost. So it's like Tatum isn't. That was what his third year in the league. So it's like he's not really going to get the consideration and the recognition he can as one of the best players in the NBA until he writes that wrong. I mean, and the guys only. This is only what his fifth season. That's that's unfair. So I mean I don't think I don't think we can say I, I don't think it's fair to, to judge him and to say oh we can't really consider him in, in that mode of a Jokic or a Giannis or uh, uh, some of these other guys until he wins a championship or, or right that wrong. I mean he got there so early in his career. I mean I I I, I, I think so. I think you have a lot of that operating with Tatum. But yeah, I know I would have him right at the top of my MVP along with Jokic. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. And I would have SGA and Anthony Edwards. Right, right, right there as well, because I think SGA man. I, listen, I I didn't think that it was a way that he can. You know, I was watching. I was putting very close eyes on him this year because last year he took such a significant leap. He did unlike, first team All NBA. Unlike any player I think I've ever seen, I was like, man, he he took such a great leap. But is is, is the lake? Is the lake is the puddle gonna come back to the lake at some point? Is he? Are we gonna see kind of a reversion back to him? Nah, this Be- is him. This is who. Oh he no, is. no, he's proven right here that this is him, because yeah. it's not only about was he able to maintain the status that he that uh, that he had last year. Was that team gonna be able to be, be build off that as well? And they've also taken the next yeah. step because of him. So I think SGA is is definitely a legitimate uh, MVP contender. And Anthony Edwards is as well because I think he's also taking the step. And I think he's one of those guys I look at, you know, he can 
I think he has another level he can also go to. He's a guy who I think we could be looking at in years from now. He possibly be one of the faces of this league. So yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's what I have right now. I, 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 I would give a slight edge to Jokic over Tatum because the, the, the numbers are just insane, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what you want me to do with 30, 34, 16, and 16? I mean, come, come on, man. The, 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 the level of efficiency from this man. If there's any questions that he's not that he's, that he's not the best player in the NBA, I, I think that it, it, it's not a clearing, but it, I think he's I, I think he deserves to sit on that mantle right now, unquestionably. Yeah, until but, further notice. Yeah. yeah, right. But yeah, that that'll be my MVP race right there. I, I just wanted to get I just wanted to yeah, get the temperature I'm, of the yeah. room on that one. So you, who, who would you you say you would have? Uh, I would have Jokic. So would I? Luca. Luca. See, Luca, Luca's been phenomenal this year. But he has. I, I, I've spoken against, even even though there's history and precedent. I've spoken against. I, I, I don't. I don't think that you can say that a guy who's on a non-contending team, a middle of the pack team, even though because because we've seen in that in that case, everybody's an MVP. Anybody that puts up gaudy numbers is an MVP candidate, right? So I've always spoken against that aspect. Oh, uh, it just has to be the. Even though we've seen it before, I'm still going to continue to preach against it. So yeah, I would have I would have Jokic number one with Tatum a slight uh, a slight runner up. So yeah, I do have what you rather. Speaking of a guy we we just talked about, who I, we both think can be a face of this league, that would be one Ant Man Anthony Edwards. Okay, I'm ready for it. Let's go. You ready for this one? Ah, this might be tough though. Yeah, I got I got some man. I, I but got, let me let me preface this by saying though. I said at the beginning of the year, I believe that Anthony Edwards is going to take a take a leap this year. Yeah, I said that. And, and, you and what he did in USA basketball, and, and he and, has, yeah. he has, he definitely has, and so is the team. So, would you rather Anthony Edwards? The first name, would you rather Donovan Mitchell? Donovan been great this year. Donovan has. Donovan he really has. Right now. I'm going to take Anthony Edwards only because Donovan Mitchell hasn't really played well in the playoffs. And it's, but it's the jury is still out on Anthony Edwards for that. Yeah. So, but right now, based off right now, I would take Anthony Edwards, but slightly. Very yeah. Slightly. I, I'm going to go Ant-Man too. I, I think he's a little bit, I think he's a little bit more of a, of a more efficient player. And I think, you know, he he he's made, he's made improvements defensively each year he's been in the league and I, I I think you know if 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 I if I was gonna if I was gonna put these two players in a vacuum and project going forward I think Anthony Edwards projects better going forward than uh than Anthony Edwards I mean uh than Donovan Mitchell even though Donovan's been right Donovan been masterclass yeah sure. there's no doubt about for it. me Anthony Edwards moves the needle more for me than Donovan Mitchell right. does slightly next name Jimmy Butler. Anthony Edwards. Anthony? Clears. He clears to me. Man, Jimmy in the playoffs, man. That's I, I, just, I, I, I don't know, I understand. Man. I got, but I gotta, we, we continue to say that, but he's 0-2 in the finals. Yeah, that's true. But I'm saying that the level that he goes to, I, I got to see Ant-Man go to that. Yeah, I got to see right. Ant-Man play at that level and get to a finals before I can but, see. Okay, but this this here, I'm taking into, I'm taking like talent and skill set and also prior performances. But I think Anthony Edwards' skill set. Is 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 much better. Here's than the thing. Jimmy Butler's. Jimmy Butler has his aura around him, like 
we view him as uh, we critique him as a superstar, and then when it comes to the playoffs, but he, but he's he's not a superstar. Yeah, he's not. And but the thing about Ant Man, I don't think has reached that superstar level yet either. Not yet, but he has the potential to. I think he's on the right right path. No, his trajectory is high. Yeah. I, I think his trajectory and ceiling is much higher than Jimmy Butler. But I will say right now, I would have to give Jimmy Butler the edge because okay. I, I have to see Ant Man do it in the playoffs because Jimmy in the playoffs has been otherworldly. We know that. Yeah, he has. Number next name SGA. I would take SGA. Right I would now. take SGA too. Uh, that, that that even though that's kind of more tougher discussion than you would probably think it is, you would say, "Man, you look at SGA, what he's doing. How could you?" But right. you know, SGA has gotten better every year. He has. So I I, I think you know, I I think he could be the number one option on a championship contending team because that's what separates a lot of players from a lot of players from other good players. Can you be the guy on a contending team? And I think SGA has that makeup. I almost don't even want to because Zion Williamson. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, I, I mean, you almost have to, don't you? I have to. I mean, Zion has played well this year while he when he's been on the floor, but it's just I just can't take the risk. Like, I just, I just yeah, can't man. do it. There's no- I mean, I know Anthony Edwards has had some injury issues, but – not like Zion. Not like Zion. I mean, not like Zion. I mean, listen, I, I love Zion coming in, coming into this league. And, and this sounds and, like a broken record, man. We continue to say this about Zion, man, and it's just, yeah, I just can't, at, at I just can't point, do it. At some point, it just is what it is with Zion. Look, and, and like he, he's not a bad player whatsoever. Not I mean, at all. We're not talking about him in a bus light. Like I mean, when like he, he first came into the league, he took the league by storm. I yeah. mean, he he, he took it, off with a vengeance. It's just that, like, no, there's there's really nothing. There's really nothing that you can point to that you that would give you the, the edge to pick Zion over Ant Man at this point, and definitely not projecting going forward. You wouldn't. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. I mean, no, Anthony Edwards on that. <laughs> Jalen Brunson. You know I'm. A... I'll go. I'm going Jalen yeah, go Brunson. Ahead. I'm going Jalen Brunson. I like Jalen Brunson's playmaking ability, and and uh, you know I think uh, he's a lot. He's a lot better on defense than a lot of people give him credit for, too. So, I like his ability as a playmaker, and I like his ability to backpack offense. You know, I, I think, you know, he has a little bit more in his bag than Anthony Edwards does at this point in time. So, I will go with Jalen Brunson at this point in time. I will take Anthony Edwards. Okay. But let me say this about Jalen Brunson, man. Like, this guy has been an absolute godsend for the New York Knicks. Man, he, he's, he's, he's really saved them, really. We knew – I mean, I knew he was good in Dallas, but nobody can say that they've seen this. Nah. Nobody can say that they seen this, man. This guy has has absolutely Luca handicapped. <laughs> this guy has absolutely revitalized the Knicks. He has. I got. I just got to be honest. He yeah. has, and he deserves. He, he's deserve, brought, he, he deserves he deserve, to be in the MVP he, conversation as well. Yeah, he does. But me personally, I would take Anthony Edwards because I think there's a higher ceiling. Okay. Devin Booker. I would take Devin Booker. I would take Devin Booker too. He's just too much offensive uh, offensive stud. I yeah, mean, he, he can his ability as a playmaker. Uh, you know, I, I feel I he's a guy who I feel can carry you in a series when all everything else is around you is not ideal and perfect. We've seen him do it. Uh, so yeah, I would go Devin Booker at this point in time. Yeah, I think his skill set is is yeah. offensively is is much much better than uh, Anthony Edwards at this point. Tyrese Halliburton. Anthony Edwards clears. Clears, really? He, he clears. Okay. Because when I look at it, 
the Pacers haven't really been making much noise. They haven't. Tyrese Tyrese has played he, well. He's been otherworldly, but they but they sit right now. They currently sit at the eighth seed in, in the, the east. in the east. Yeah, Anthony Edwards has his team as the number one seed in the. Ten, and I mean, if you the look two. at that Pacers team. They got some stuff around Halley. When you look at a milestone, now they traded Buddy Hill. I, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. But you got back an All Star in Siakam. Yeah. So I mean, you get a Miles Turner. You got a Siakam. You got a. Uh, you got young guys in in Matherin. So I think that this is a good team. The, the Pacers, they just don't play any defense. Nah, That's their nah, problem. They can't. They can't. Go they don't play any defense. No. But Halliburton, I think he's a great. I don't want to say he's a true. He's a true. Uh, definition of a point guard like a Rondo or a Chris Paul, but he has the ability. He's more of a pass first than he is a score a score first mm-hmm. guy. So I think he has the ability to distribute and play make better than Anthony Edwards can. But all around game, I would I would I would go yeah. with Ant Man. He's he's Steve Nash with a bag. That's what yeah. that's what Halley is. You know, I just don't. I think I think Anthony Edwards puts more impact on the game right than Tyrese Halliburton does. Fair enough. And I, and that's no knock against Tyrese Halley. No, nah, I love nah. Halley. Halley, I, I love Halley. He the truth. Uh, I didn't see that. I, I say I, I didn't see that when the Kings traded him either. I say that. Yeah, I think it was best for both teams though. Yeah, because I, I I don't think you get you you wouldn't get that next to De'Aaron Fox. No right. question. All right, last name here, Trey Young. It's kind of tough. It is tough. I'm gonna let you go first. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Ant Man because the, the inefficiency and the, the the just to be an absolute cone on defense really always has rubbed me the wrong way for Trey Young. Now he is a guy that can backpack an offense. He he can absolutely do that. But I, I think there's a lot of more other deficiencies that come along with that that would that would that would not that would not contribute well into winning as much as as much as Anthony Edwards would. So I, I I'm gonna say. And the thing, and Trey is one of them guys. I told I told you about these guys. You got to be careful with them. These guys who can put up these Gotti's numbers for middle of the middling teams, but but can't prepare you to the next level and becoming a legit contender. I view Trey as that person. I, I view Anthony Edwards as a guy who can be uh, have superstar impact on a contending team. Trey, I, I view of as more of a, a second option at best on a championship team, and which is a role I don't know if he's fit. I don't know if he's fit to do. So yeah, I will go Anthony Edwards on this one. This is, well, I mean, I'm kind of, I would kind of lean to, I would lean towards Anthony Edwards because it's kind of the same thing that I just told you about, about Tyrese Halliburton. Mm-hmm. Trey Young puts up really good numbers, but I just don't think it's. Trey ain't efficient as hell either. Yeah, he's not. And I don't think a lot of those numbers contribute highly to winning. Exactly. More, more so than Anthony Edwards does. A lot of empty, but a lot of empty calories with Trey. I, I love Trey, man. I think, I think Trey. Trey is a walking twenty and ten for real, he really is. But a lot of his, he's he's inefficient. He turns over yeah. the ball. He turns the ball over a lot. But I, I love I love Trey Young. But right now I, I would I would I would favor Anthony Edwards, yeah. and that's no knock against Trey because I love Trey. Yeah, I just and I think I think Trey might need he might need to change the scenery too. Like you said, and I I don't think Trey can I, I, be a number one. No, I don't think Trey's a number one for a winning team. I think I think I think at best he's a number two, and I don't think I don't think depending on who your number one is, I don't know if that. I would think be he can be a viable number two. Yeah, depending on who your number one yeah. is. I think he can be a viable a viable number two. Yeah. The, I don't know. I mean, it just like if he were to go, and it's been rumored, if he were to go to the Spurs with Wimby. I think that that could that could truly be something. Yeah. Cause I don't know if you watch the Spurs a lot, 
Bro, they have no, they have no problem. I mean, they, they, they just we gonna, don't we gonna get. In, we okay, get in but they, it. yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lead it alone. But bro, they need to have a, 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 a fundamental passing clinic because they have no idea how to get Wimby the ball. But I'm gonna leave that there for now. So, but yeah, I, I, I would favor Anthony Edwards in that one. Okay, that's it. All right, so I got a segment now. Start one, bench one, cut one. Bringing this segment back, but. To put a little spin on it, start one, bench one, cup one, college football edition. And these players that I name, they are in their prime at their apex. Okay, so these are former, these are former college these players. Former college, so no, Form- no NFL tied into this, right? No NFL, okay. just their college, just just them in college, just them in college. Okay, okay. So start one, bench one, cup one, college football edition. First three names: Johnny Menzel. Tim Tebow, Cam Newton. Oh, definitely starting Cam. I mean, don't okay. Go ahead. Definitely, th- this is kind of easy for me. Start, start Cam. Start Cam. Uh, <laughs> bench Johnny Menzel and cut Tim Tebow. I mean, it's not so easy, bro. Like it's easy for you just to say that when like I test. But bro, if you look at Johnny Manziel's stats it, it was great. in his Heisman year, it, was, it was better than both of these guys. Oh no, nah, no question about that. But I'm talking about, but but I'm not, I'm not just, I'm not just taking stats into accountability. Cam was a freak of nature on the football, but he did it. That he probably, him and Joe Burrow probably have the best single seasons any quarterback has had in college football history. Cam single handedly carried that Auburn team to a national he championship. Did. Now, Johnny, here, here's a stat. Here's a stat. Cam uh, carried that that team to a national championship. Nobody, no wide receiver on that team caught a pass in the NFL. Not one. Right. I mean, at least I can look at Johnny Johnny Manziel on the team and say, "Oh, he had oh, he had a Mike, Mike, Mike Evans yep. is over there. Yep. Oh, Jake Matthews uh, was was an All Pro uh, yeah. lineman. Yeah. I don't I don't think Von Miller was on that team, but there was somebody else on that defense. I mean, Cam, what other player on that Auburn team even played in the NFL? Nobody that I could think of. Well, I mean, Nick, Nick, Nick Frilly, Frilly played, but, but he was a was, bust. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Cam single-handedly carried that Auburn team to a national championship. He was unbelievable that year. I, he was so fun to watch. I mean, yeah, I just – Cam – Cam probably the best college football player I've never seen, what he did that year. Yeah. I mean, Joe, Joe Burrow definitely has a case that one – like you said, that one single season. Well, that's why I said him and Cam Newton probably. But, yeah – I agree with you, but I don't think it's it's so easy. I I would start. I would definitely start Cam and Johnny. I I, I, I think it's a conversation bet- between Johnny and Tim because Tim Tim was able to do it over over a longer period over a long period of time because he had t- he had multiple seasons where he he could have won Heisman. I mean, well, he, well he, Johnny he, hit the ground running as a fresh. Well, he, no, yeah, he, he, he red, red shirt, red shirt, but. I, I would it's I would give Johnny a slight edge over Tebow. <laughs> you know I always love Tebow, but man, I, uh, so I would start Cam, bench Johnny, and I would cut Tim. So you essentially agree with me? I'm, no, I said I agree with you, but I don't think it's just I don't think it's as obvious. I, I got as, I got to start Cam. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I would start, start Cam. But I think there's a, that 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 there could be a conversation to be had between Johnny and Tim. I do. I think that there could be a conversation there. Because here's the thing: <laughs> that legendary game that Johnny Menzel gets credit for. In Tuscaloosa, going up twenty to zero, mm-hmm. go look, go back and look at that Heisman National Championship year that Cam Newton played against uh, Alabama. They were down twenty. And the now, Iron now, Bowl. now you ask me, now you ask me what, what was what was more more of impressive feat, 
being down 21 and Nick Saban at home and coming back and winning or being up 21 in the first quarter and hanging on? Because remember, Alabama got back into that football game. What about Texas A&M, Texas A&M in, in the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma? Against Oklahoma, who plays zero to no defense? But it's, I mean, it's the Cotton Bowl call. It's in Jerry World. That was a big win, man. And they played unbelievable. Look, I'm not taking nothing away from Johnny. I mean, I think Johnny took a lot away from himself. I mean, yeah, but, yeah, that's a yeah, that's another conversation. Wait, another yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta. Start. Yeah, I, I mean, can't I, number I, one. I agree with I'm you. Sorry. I agree with you. Okay, next three here. Star one, bench one, cut one. Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. I think you got to start Baker because he had he 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 had he 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 did it for much longer and and you know he he did win a Heisman and uh he got to a college football all three of these playoff. guys won a Heisman um, he got to a college football playoff so did Mario man Mariota did some stuff he did I still would take Baker though I think didn't Cam beat Oregon didn't Mariota won the quarterback oh he wasn't okay uh, but I think they still got to a national championship though didn't they it was they got the two national championships right. Uh, one that was Cam beat LaMichael James and them team mm. in Oregon, and then uh, Mariota lost to the Buckeyes. Oh, uh, man, this is kind of tough. I, I, I it was, is pretty I, tough. I would, I would say you got to go Baker Mayfield number one because he did it. All. He had he went to two college football playoffs. He he won he won a Heisman. He was the. I mean, I know you say, I know you say, but he was the projected number one. He did go number one in that draft off of what he did in college. So. I think you would have to give him number one. I'm see it gets tricky. It gets, it gets tricky with, with Lamar and Mariota because yeah, Lamar put up some gaudy numbers in college, but it really didn't amount to anything because he didn't have nothing around him. Yeah. So I think I think ju- if this just what you're saying, if this just strictly based on college. Just based off I college. I think you gotta go Baker, Marcus Mariota, Lamar. You cutting Lamar, man? That's crazy. I know that's it, but you, but you said you said you said the, just, you said it was just strictly David. college. I mean, all three of these guys are Heisman winners, though. They all won Heisman. And if you look at Mariota, Mariota's college, uh, uh, his Heisman year, man, he had a ridiculous. I think he was forty two and four. Yeah, he had a yeah, his Heisman he had a really good Heisman year. But yeah, I would start Baker. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to start Baker. I'm gonna bench Lamar. I'm gonna cut Mariota. Okay, that's just my personal. Preference. I think a lot of I think a lot of what's taking push in the NFL is. I mean, it do it do sound it do sound ridiculous cut, uh, cutting. It uh, does cutting like off yeah now, him. but I mean, and then you but you got to realize a lot of people didn't really believe in Lamar Jackson coming out of college, either, right? So, but mm-hmm. I think if anybody really looked at it. Because a lot of teams passed on him, but Lamar was pretty, was really, was really, really good. He was a one man show, one yeah. man show, and and kind of what you, I mean, they didn't amount to a national championship or anything like that. But kind of what you alluded to, Cam, he was really out there by himself. Lamar was. That's what made Cam's season yeah, so great because yeah, he was out there yeah, by himself yeah, and he didn't sure. lose a game for sure, for sure. But yeah, I, I I would I would bench Lamar and I, and I, I would cut Mariota. That's just me. Okay, not not, I I not taking nothing away from Marcus Mariota, but. All right. Start one, bench one, cut one here. Running backs. Derrick Henry, Reggie Bush, Barry Sanders. I didn't see Barry. But 
from, from what I heard, he had the greatest. He had the, the one of the greatest. One of the greatest year, college years. Year. I did see Reggie Bush, and Reggie Bush was a video game. He he needs his high. They need to give him his high. Yeah, back. he definitely needs his Heisman back. I would say, for me, because I didn't see Barry, I would say Reggie Bush. Start Reggie Bush. Bench. Bench Barry Sanders and cut Derrick Henry because really Derrick Henry really only had one 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 great year and he did win the Heisman and the national mm-hmm. championship. But yeah. essentially, Alabama running backs really only break through one year and then they that go was straight. the pipeline. Yeah, yeah. For for a while, he, he was transitioning. It, it was it it was it was Mark Ingram. Then it was um, Trent Richardson. Trent Richardson. Then they went to uh, T.J. Yeldon. T.J. Yeldon, Derrick Henry, and then yeah, uh, they they just had a pipeline going. So. Uh, yeah, I, I would start Reggie Bush, bench Barry Sanders, who I never, who I didn't see, so I really can't give an objective opinion on that. And yeah, cut Derrick Henry. Yeah, I would agree because man, Reggie Bush, man, when you talk about a guy who gets the ball, could just he can get the ball at the one yard at, at the line of scrimmage, and you you could throw him a, a, a one yard slant or I mean a, a one yard check down, and he'll take it to the house. That's how explosive that guy was. Uh, man. Electric. Like man, that dude was ridiculous. He was a demon, absolute demon. And and like I said, I he absolutely deserves his Heisman back. I mean, because I mean, it, what he did back then is legal now. Yeah, right. So I mean, yeah, he definitely deserves his Heisman back. But yeah, I I would agree with you on that. All right, next one, sticking with the running backs, start one, bench one, cut one. Trent Richardson, Lamichael James, Adrian Peterson. Trent Richardson, Lamichael James, Adrian Peterson. Hmm. Trent Richardson, LaMichael James, Adrian Peterson. LaMichael was nice though. LaMichael was LaMichael was yeah, LaMichael Junk uh LaMichael LaMichael James was a, a tremendous tremendous college running back. Um I'm probably gonna I know you say I I I know you say we can't you but it's just the thought of process. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna start Adrian Peterson, uh, bench Lamichael James and cut Trent Richardson. I'm gonna because I just basically because I don't think Trent Richardson was any good really. You just think it was it was it was a lot. Of Trent it, Trent it, was, it was it was it was it was just it was just Alabama with Trent Richardson. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna start Lamichael James, bench Adrian Peterson and cut Trent Richardson. Because, like I said, I think LaMichael James was really special. I mean, it didn't really amount to anything in, in the NFL, but I think he was just – He was more – I mean, every player in that in that Chip Kelly system, every player was was kind of known as a cog and a gadget, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he did that with a number of running backs. You see how he, he was able to use uh, what's-his-face in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, LaMichael Jackson um, – LaMichael Jackson. LaMichael James, his production in college – yeah, you can't. It, it, it's, it's it's irrefutable. So yeah, I, I have no problem with you going him number one. All right, two more here. So start one, bench one, cut one. Got Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and C.J. Stroud. Watson and Lawrence both won national championships. I watched every game C.J. Stroud, Stroud played. 
had had a chance to compete for one if it wasn't for yeah. a kicker. But I watched every snap C.J. Stroud took in college. Um, I'm going to start Deshaun Watson. I'm going to start Deshaun Watson. I'm going to bench C.J. Stroud. And I'm going to cut Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to agree with you because I think because I think that C.J. Stroud was a more was a was a better what he was asked to do for Ohio State. And like I said, I watched every 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 game that C.J. Stroud every snap C.J. Stroud basically took in college. There were situations where it was him a bust because they didn't have the defense, they didn't have the running game behind them, and his greatness. Had to be on display a lot more times in order for them to even be in position to compete for national championships, opposed to Trevor Lawrence, who took over after Deshaun Watson left, and Dabo Sweeney before he threw it in the trash can had 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 a powerhouse and a program littered with five star talent everywhere. I mean, you t- you talk you talk about a Trevor Lawrence having T Higgins on the outside, Travis Etienne, uh, you know, and then you look at some of the studs he had on the defensive end. CJ didn't have all that, and he still. Got to back to back. Uh, well, no, he didn't. He didn't get to back to back, but he was still a, a Heisman candidate for back to back years. Didn't win it. Trevor didn't win one either. And he also got to a college football playoff where he was un- in a game against the defending against the ultimate two time defending championship champion, in which he played unbelievable, and they lost on a last second field goal. So yeah, I would give C.J. Stroud the edge over Trevor Lawrence. But yeah, Deshaun Watson in in, in college was yeah. Like I said, I I would start. Deshaun I would start. I will start Deshaun Watson because you look at it, man. The guy went to back-to-back uh, national championship games. Uh, lit up Alabama, in lit both up games. in both of them. And both you games. know, the first one just you know just didn't just didn't go their way. But the second one, man, it, you could tell that it was redemption for 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 Deshaun Watson. I think he they just, he didn't just, they win uh, it on the last second throw. In yeah, the end they zone? did. Yeah. To Renfro, yeah, yeah, and it was just absolute absolute redemption for Deshaun Watson, man. So I mm-hmm. would give him the edge here. I would start him. And you know it's not. This is not easy for me because I don't think C.J. Stroud clears Trevor Lawrence. No, if you no, look at I, Trevor no. Lawrence, like you said, who he was throwing to, what he had around him, what I he mean, had around him, and like you did, like you said, he came in when um, he came in at a good time in Clemson. Yeah, he came in a really good time because at this time Clemson was establishing themselves as a powerhouse. Dabo Swinney was had set a new culture for Clemson. Mm-hmm somewhat and Trevor Lawrence had really good weapons around him and I mean Trevor Lawrence went to I think Trevor he went to two national championships back to back national championships yeah. yeah I mean so uh, was able to win one and I think he was really good but I just think CJ Stroud was a little better mm-hmm. and especially with the weapons don't get me wrong CJ Stroud had weapons now yeah, but I don't think the team was was as good overall. I mean, remember Trevor Lawrence went to he went to back to back national championship. He went to the college football playoff all three years. Mm-hmm, yes, and you know I I don't think the team the, the 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 dynamic of the team was as good at, at those some of those Ohio State teams was as good as what what uh, what Trevor Lawrence had to. And I I, I believe that CJ put up more gaudy num- I think he put up better numbers than Trevor Lawrence throughout, throughout those years too as well. So yeah, all right, last one here. Start one, bench one, cut one. Jameis Winston, Andrew Luck, RG3. I remember RG3 and Andrew Luck came out in the same draft. Yeah. Jameis, Heisman winner, national football champion. 
This is just college, right? Just college. I got to start Jameis Winston. <laughs> I mean, you know, national champion, national champion, uh, Heisman season, national championship season. Following year, uh, gets into the college football playoff. I mean, RG3 had a Heisman year, but Baylor was never really in contention to do nothing. And Luck was good at Stanford, but I don't – nothing really uh, – now, talent-wise, both I think both of these clear yeah. Jim James Winston. I mean, Andrew Luck – I mean, it, it sucks that both of these careers are prematurely determined. Uh, Andrew Luck by choice retiring, and RG3 all familiar to injury. But, yeah, we're just going off, off, off college and accomplishments and what was done on the field in college. I think Jameis Winston has to. I'm going to start Jameis Winston. I'm going to. You know I love RG three, so I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to bench RG three. I'm going to cut Andrew Luck. Okay, I'm actually going to start RG three here. Okay, I'm going to start RG three. I'm going to I mean, bench. It's, it's I'm James going to. I'm going to bench Jameis Winston, and I'm going to cut Andrew Luck. And here's why. I mean, like you said, Jameis Winston. He had a, man. He had a f- phenomenal career at Florida State, and when you look at it. He was he was a Heisman winner. He did win a national championship in a college football playoff, like you alluded to. Stole a pair of crab legs, <laughs> some crab legs uh, along, <laughs> along his way. So I mean, he had, he had a very illustrious career. But I'm also taking into account talent standpoint too. I think RG three just I think he clears. He yeah he clears. He clears when talent. I look at talent standpoint. But RG three was something, man. I think Florida State had more talent than Baylor too, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take that into account too. So I think RG three, I would take RG three over James Winston yeah. to start, I, and I would bench Andrew. Yeah, like I you said, you. he had a good career at Stanford I, with uh J- Jim Harbaugh was there for a little yeah. bit, but didn't really amount to nothing. Yeah, I mean they 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 won they won a lot of games there, but they were never really you know a threat you know. But yeah, I, I hear you RG three over J. Look, I mean. You're not gonna get no argument from me. I mean, it's Jameis Winston at the end of the day that we talking about her. But you can't, you still can't take away from what Jameis Winston did. I mean, you know, he comes in there, wins the Heisman, wins the national championship that same year, comes back the next year, gets him right back in contention to, to for a national championship. They lose in the in the college football semifinals, I, I believe, to Oregon and Marcus Mariota. But yeah, he led Florida State to a national championship, and it took Flo- Florida State never really recovered after Jameis Winston left up until you no know, this year. It took him a long time to really get back. Uh, get back to form. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I ain't got no problem with you taking RG three over James Winston. So, yeah, that's all. That's that's all I got. That's all you got. Yeah, that's it. So we're gonna close with um the segment that we do a lot here. Take it or shake it. Absolutely, let's do it. So, uh, first to start off, we were talking. We were we we've we've had a lot of NBA on this on the show today. Uh, we did allude to Joel and B earlier. Uh. All reports are coming out that they they don't know. There's hopes that Joel Embiid could return this season. You know, after he's recovered from his knees, uh, his knees, his knee injury he had uh, earlier this season. Take it or shake it. Should the Sixers just consider shutting Embiid down completely? Shake it. If he can play, you put him out there. I think there's no reason that you there's absolutely no reason that you consider putting him out there unless he's 100 percent, which I don't think he'll he'll reach 100 percent. Yeah, because well, yeah, that that's a different question, but I I don't know if he like you said they don't know they don't know. I doubt, but, but with that injury, if it, it's hard to it's hard to imagine him being 100 percent because it's too it's too risky. You don't if he's not 100 percent, you cannot run the risk of throwing him out there and then putting next year. And, and, and jeopardizing him, 
his health going into next year. You just can't do that. Well, we might be in the same predicament next year. We don't know that. I mean, what does history tell you? And you know I love him, B, but bro, this, unfortunately the and guy, we, unfortunately the guy's knees is made of glass. And do we really believe with a less than a hundred percent of Joel and B that they really have a, still have a chance? Yes. Did you see him beat this year? Apparently he's been playing hurt all year long. And the guy was the best, undoubtedly the best I, I, player I, I, in the league. I don't know if he was playing hurt all year long. He looked pretty healthy to me. Oh no, I, I agree with that. If if Embiid didn't get hurt, that MVP conversation that we had earlier, it, it was over. Yeah, it, it, it was it was it was it was it was ignorant. I mean, the guy was out, out there dropping seventy. Yeah, I mean. So I mean, I just think if if I would say if he's 80, 80 to eighty to ninety percent healthy, you put him out there. I just don't because know. you 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 maximize every chance that you have with him. I think Carl is now a. It's now or never for the Sixers for me. All this trust the process crap is gone. It ain't you, about it ain't okay, about trust the process. But do you now, realize though. that Joel and B was drafted in 2014? Yeah, the guy didn't play till 2016. He's he's not 23 here. He on ball time. Yes, <laughs> bro. The guy, bro. Unfortunately, I think, bro. I love Joel. I think I think he's he's the second best best big man in the league to Jokic right now. I think he was playing the best basketball before he got hurt. He, he was he was undoubtedly the best player before he yes. got hurt. Yeah. So, but unfortunately, the guy's knees just just suck. They're just they just suck. And you and you're saying all that, and you're saying the. Do you think they should put him out there prematurely if he's healthy? No, not prematurely. He will not. He's, he's not going to be 100 percent healthy. But you don't know that. Like you said, they don't. After know. a meniscus tear two months ago, Corey. It's possible. What What are the chances that he's going to be 100 percent healthy? It depends on what type of tear it is, too. Though, if it's a partial tear, if it's a full tear. It depends on what type of tear it is. I, I just don't know. I, I would have he. Would, it, it depends on like what. No, I totally get your your reasoning for this because if if something were to happen to him, you 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 prematurely jeopardize. You put even next, next year in jeopardy. Yes, I don't think it's worth the risk. That's what I'm. That's all I'm saying because I don't think. But okay, well, if you have a chance to ma- if you have a chance to win a championship this year, because I believe, like we said, and B was playing the best basketball that he's that ever I've played. ever seen him play. And if he was able to carry that into the playoffs, oh no, no doubt about it that, that they're that they're the best team in but the East. But you don't know with this injury, you don't know if he's going to be able to get. You don't know if he's going to be able to hit the ground running with that level. Though. You don't That's know that point. about any player. I, That's just a chance you take, Carl. You roll the dice. Whenever you when you call, when you have a chance to go for a championship, you go for it. They don't come, bro. They're not just passing them out like coupons. Like when I you said, have a chance to go for a championship, you go for it, man. And hey, if he's anywhere from 80, 80 to ninety percent healthy, you put him out there. That's what he's paid to do. I, I guess, man. And and you come and this coming from you, you man, you bashed him beat about 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 his health and him not being available. I mean, the, the man to his meniscus, Corey. I mean, I can't. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, the guy's injury prone, but if he's not healthy, I, I I mean, I'm not gonna say you put him out there if he's not healthy. So I mean, look. Yeah, if he's not healthy, you don't put him out there, Cole. That's not. I, I agree with you there. But if he's anywhere from 80, 80 to ninety percent healthy, Carl, run with him, huh? Let me tell you. Let me say this, and then we'll move on. Nobody is a hundred percent healthy going into the playoffs. If anybody tells you, it's a lie. That's true. Everybody goes into the playoffs with nagging injuries. I agree with that. So you're not putting yourself in, in more of a comp- compromising position than anybody else. So if you have him beat and he's eighty to ninety percent healthy, 
Put them out there and maximize your chances because Maxi has been playing very well this year. No, they, they've 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 played reasonably well with and his you just absence. A, they, and you just added a Buddy Hill. You got yeah. shooting on the outside. So I, I mean, hey, I, I guess, think you got to maximize your yeah, chances here. I, I get you. You may be right, but man, boy, I, I would I would be holding my breath. I would. I would. Okay, moving on. Let's talk a little bit about. No, I, I'm gonna hold off on that one. This is the one I want to go to. Okay. So, we talked a little bit about this last show uh, about the Chicago Bears having the number one overall pick. We both said, I think we both agreed that they that they should take they a should quarter. Take, they, they should keep. They should hold on to the pick, take a quarterback. The NFL Combine is this weekend, and there's been a lot of conversation about not if the Chicago Bears should take a quarterback, but which quarterback they should take. A guy who's getting a lot of momentum now. Is Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels out of LSU? Mm-hmm. So take it or shake it. Should Caleb Williams be the unquestioned number one overall pick in this draft? Uh, I'm gonna shake it because remember I had a conversation with you before the college football season started. Well, kind of in the midst of the college football season, that I didn't think Caleb Williams was head and shoulders the num- the, the the best quarterback in college football. I thought Michael Penix was a little was was right there with him. I thought Shador came came on strong early. Uh, Jaden Daniels started started off early, but because man, let me I understand. I see the throws. I see the talent. I I see the talent in Caleb Williams. But bro, who's to say that this guy won't come out and be a bust? We don't. We just don't know. So I think what the Bears really have to do, they got to earn their money. You got to sit down. You got to watch the tapes. You got to evaluate. You got to look and see. if Caleb, First of all, you have to take into account who is the best for your scheme, number one. Who, who, which, which scheme fits the best for you? Do we think that, that Caleb Williams can, can, can be productive in his offense? Or, you know, you have to – there are a lot of questions that you take in. It, it, will Caleb Williams work long term? Will Jaden Daniels work long term? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm even hearing Drake May might be might be in that conversation. So, I mean, you just don't know. I think, but I don't necessarily think that Caleb Williams should be a lock for number for the number one pick. Yeah, I I I I I hear you on that. Look, and not to cut you off, just like last year, everybody thought that Anthony Richardson wasn't going to go high. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought that that would be a Will Levis, right? And, and Anthony Anthony Richardson Anthony Richardson kind of made some ascension, and we see he started off very well. He just couldn't stay mm-hmm. healthy this year. And Will Levis, he 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 struggled early on. So I mean, you really have to sit down and evaluate this. Yeah, I I I agree. Uh, listen, I, I I do believe that Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft. I just want to come out and state that for first of all. If I if I if I was running the team and I had the number one overall pick and I needed a quarterback, I would draft Caleb Williams. But with that being said. And I and I spoke. Remember, I spoke very, very glowingly and highly last week about what I thought about what I thought about Drake May. I think he's a very good uh, quarterback prospect in this draft as well. Listen, if you turn on the tape this year of Jaden Daniels, man, it 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 it, it, it it's amazing. It, it it looks legit, and there is no doubt that this guy, you know, has has a ceiling that's probably probably. If not as high as Caleb's, it may 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 be eclipse may may eclipse Caleb's. Now he has he's had he's had he doesn't have the longevity 
or the consistency that Caleb does, which is why I would give Caleb the edge. But for me, when I look at this decision about who, it, it's not about who, which quarterback is the best out of out of these out of these out of these groups of quarterbacks. This comes down to Chicago Bears because this is an organization, the franchise that has proven in years past that they can't develop a quarterback. They suck. So it doesn't matter to me whether you take Caleb. Whether you draft Caleb, whether you draft Jaden Daniels, whether you draft Drake May, or whether you stick with Justin Fields, your job and your mission has to remain the same. You have to you have to build a team and a culture because you have failed to do that for since Jim McMahon. Jake so Jacob was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did take him to an NFC Championship. He got where he, was, where he, where he was riding a bicycle. But <laughs> in, in, anyway. I mean, you've gotten it wrong in the. But here's the thing, though. We keep on saying that, oh, the Bears they got it wrong in the past. They missed out on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, oh, they 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 missed out on C.J. Stroud last year. And but they haven't put together a winning team. Do we think that you know how I feel about Patrick Mahomes? But let's say they did pick Patrick Mahomes. Will we be sitting here talking about Patrick Mahomes in the same letters? Not at all. As not not even close. Because the, the the Chicago Bears are nowhere near the or ran as as good as an organization as the Kansas City Chiefs are. That's their problem. It's a pure lack of talent. Yeah, it, 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 it isn't about if Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in this draft or, or is he a clear-cut number one. You just haven't put good talent yes. on the field. So no matter who you draft, you got to do right your, your objective is going to be the same no matter who you draft. And you have failed to meet that objective if you're Chicago Bears. So that that that's where I stand on this. I would take Caleb, but I from every, everything I'm hearing, it, it, it's been split. I mean, I was watching first take earlier today where Dan Olowski and uh, Lewis Riddick both said that they would take Jaden Daniels at number one. I mean, hey, th- that's my opinion. Look, Jaden Daniels probably had the greatest statistical season stat- from a statistical standpoint from a quarterback that we've seen in, in in recent years. What he did this year at LSU, he was phenomenal. He was a one man band too, but. I'm going to agree with you. I don't think that Caleb should be a lock at number one. But if it's if it's the Chicago Bears that's making that pick, it ain't just about, oh, we picking the, oh, oh you got to make sure you pick the right guy, the most talented guy. No, you got to do your effing job because you have <laughs> failed to do that. So yeah. that's what it comes down for me when I look at this. Okay, next. All right, man. I don't know how many people have been following this year, this, this story this year, but it's been great. University of Iowa's Caitlin Clark is 18 points away from passing P- Pistol Pete Meritridge for the all-time points scored in college basketball history. She, uh, what did she, did she break the, she broke the women's all-time record earlier this year. She passed, uh, I can't think what she did against somebody, but she passed yeah, Kelsey Plum. Kelsey Plum earlier this year, and now she's going to pass Pistol Pete 18 points away going against um, the number two team in the nation this year at home in her final game. She also declared for the WNBA draft earlier today. Uh, so she's going to go for the record this Sunday against the number two team in the nation, the Ohio State Lady Buckeyes, OH. So I asked you, with all this being said, now that she's going to break this record, we think as well, obviously, she's going to go into the WNBA. She's going to make that transition next year. Is Caitlin Clark a face of basketball currently right now? Like is she one of, is basketball she is, is, is she is she one of the most box office 
players in just in the sport of basketball. Oh, take it. She's definitely box office. Yeah. You walk you walk you walk through those turnstiles to see Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. because she what she's able to do on the floor. She's able to shoot it. <laughs> she's able to shoot that thing because a lot of the pushback that the, that the WNBA gets is that it's not exciting. They're not dunking. They're not, you know, their handles aren't as as, as equipped as the men. But if you really watch the game of basketball, you can say you can look really look at Clayton, Caitlin Clark, bro. She's efficient, and she's highly skilled. Skilled, like, like she can shoot, bro. She can shoot. She can drive. She can do it all, bro. She is. She is the total package. She's the total package, bro. I think she. I'm gonna say this, and this may this may be a. It, it really to me, it's really not a hot take. She has the ability to change the culture and the landscape of the WNBA. She yeah. has the ability to do that. You know what? You know you know what? And I was I was getting ready to go there. I think she can be viewed upon as you know okay, you know how Mike and not and not, I mean I'm not saying you know how Michael Jordan took the game the like for 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 a moment the NBA was known as just a United States game and Jordan came in and took it global mm-hmm. and expanded it. I think that's what Caitlin Clark can do to the WNBA. She she's that she's that type of player. I don't think they've ever had a player that people will rush through the turnstiles for. And I think she's that type of player. You you alluded to like what she can do on the court. You know she can dribble. She can pass it. She can she can pull up from thirty. You know she she's efficient. She's just a show. And you know she's she's made it to where. She could possibly be, you know, we 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 talked about, you know, who's going to be the face of basketball once LeBron and Steph phase out. She set it up to where she could possibly be the face of basketball at some point. Absolutely, because this is something amazing what, what she's been doing up to this point. And to your point about people not saying that the WNBA, I got to tell you something. I, I I'm finding women's college basketball to be way more entertaining than than men's college basketball. Men's college basketball is at an all time loaded. All time, I, I can count on one hand how many how many how many college how many men's college basketball games I've watched this year. Yeah, it hasn't been very exciting. I've watched so much women's college more women's college basketball this year than I've ever watched in in my entire life prior. I I've, I find it entertaining because I, I think they play harder because they're they're going to be there longer. They're obligated to be there for four years. I mean, you know, these guys in Kentucky, you know, they just trying to you know come in put up some. Look good and not you know lower their, their value going into the draft, but you know these you know these young ladies they're coming out there knowing they're going to be there for four years, and you really have the, you really have the opportunity to build programs in, uh, in in women's college basketball opposed to men's because you don't you can recruit a young lady and tell her that she's going to be a you're going to dedicate your time and your effort to her for four years guaranteed. You can't really do that in men's college basketball, and I think that makes it more entertaining. So. Yeah, but Kaylin Clark, she's definitely box office. I, I'll, I'll say this about Kaylin Clark, and, I, and, I, and I'll let you, and then we'll move on. Kaylin Clark is, like I said, she she is phenomenal. I think she has the ability to to change the landscape of uh, the WNBA. But she's not the best women's basketball player. I've seen. I was just say Juju Watkins is the best. Women's college basketball player in, in the league right now. Juju is nice. Juju is so nice, and 
Now she, I think she she's gonna be there for a while. She she's, she's gonna a get better. She's gonna get better. But I think when I because I I've watched women's basketball for quite quite a while, and I think there was one person who had the ability to do what Caitlin Clark is doing now, and she never she never really got the recognition. And that's Maya Moore, man. Maya Moore retired prematurely. She though. did, but when she was retired, she was already a four-time champion and a three and, yeah. a, and an MVP. But 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 st- but even that I, and the, even at UConn, she, like she dominated at yeah, UConn. Yeah, she, she dominated every level. But but still, the the, the Maya, Ma- but Maya Moore had the ability. Like she had so much ability, she could shoot. She could shoot the mid-range. Uh, she could uh, she could get to her midi pull-up. She could post girls up. She could do it all. She can get to the rack, man. Oh no, Maya, Maya Moore, Moore was nice. Yeah, Ma- bro. Maya Moore was de- is definitely well the greatest women's women's basketball player I've ever seen. I, I don't, ever, I, yeah, ever. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any. I mean, from 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 day one of the freshman at UConn up until the point where she left the WNBA, she dominated from the second she stepped man, on the court until she it walked was just, off. And you know, she she retired to you know have other endeavors, and you know, obviously uh, look forward to. Uh, Kind of focus on yeah, I think getting uh freeing somebody out of jail who's yeah. now her husband. So yeah. and you know she retired prematurely for that. But man, yeah, she had a chance because like I said, she was a four time yeah. champ. The way the time, she dominated the game, like her trajectory, she could have ended yeah. with like she could have blew numbers out of the water. Like Maya Moore to me was was is, no, no, she no. is the best yeah. best female. Yeah, basketball Maya Moore player to I've me seen. is is the undefinite goat. Now can Caitlin get to that point? But here's the thing though. Maya Moore's production was was just as great. Well, maybe, maybe she didn't have the numbers. The, ga- the game has changed. The game, yeah, and that's that's what we, it we is. know in, in every level of basketball. Numbers are inflated all over the place. Yeah, but Maya dominated on the court, and it translated in team success everywhere she went. Yeah, I mean, I think you UConn didn't they have a streak where they won like eighty some eighty some consecutive games or something yes. during, during her tenure there. And, um, yeah, yeah, Maya was def- Maya. Maya's the goat to me, but I, I. But even with that being said, I still don't think that the, the the microscope and the aura around Maya was what it is like around Caitlyn. I don't. Yeah, I don't, it's I don't, not, and I don't get that. But I, I don't think there was a lot of attention to the to the. There's more eyes the, on the yeah, sport now. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, let's move on here to this last one. You mentioned Wimby earlier. Mm-hmm. Man, this guy's fun to watch. He really is. He really is, man. It looks like he can like at, at times. Even though they can't really, even though they can't really get him to find ways to get him the ball, it still looks like he can do at times whatever he wants to do on the court. And you know, coming into the draft, coming into this season, you know, we we were asking the questions, man. Are we are we are we putting a little bit too much out there? Who knows what he's going to continue to be and what he's going to accomplish? But the skill, the skills, the skill level, and what I see on the court right now from watching him, the hype was legit. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question. In five years, five years, will Victor Wimbenyama be in the discussion for best player in the NBA? In five years, <laughs> I do your step further. He might be there in two years. Really? Yes. God, this guy has the ability. The impact on the defensive end is something that's going to is going to be the separator. You for know, him. it's very few people in this league who have uh, registered the stat, the five by five stat. Wimby has the ability to do that, to average that. Yeah. Like, the the ability that he has on the defensive end, number one, is utterworldly, number one. And on the offensive end, 
I don't I, think he. I don't I, think he's even hit his stride yet on offense. Yeah, he hasn't because I think sometimes he settles a lot mm-hmm. for, for threes because he can do it. I mean, a set a seven four seven five guy with a with, with a hang pull, like bro, like that's insane, bro. Like to even think about that, like bro, just think about like bro. Like I said, I've been watching this game since I since bro since I was a since I was a youngin, bro. Like to think, like did we ever think? In in the two thousands, like in two thousand three, that we will see a seven footer. They're doing hezzy pull ups. Hezzy pull ups. Three. E- even like a KD. The game has changed and evolved so much, bro. Yeah. And what Wimby is able to do and his skill set at his size, bro. I think I think he has the ability to be one. Be he he's definitely he he could be a top five player in, within within two or three years, easy. But the spirit, you they got to do right by. Them. Yeah, that's they, what they that, that, that's right what's going to play into a point. I don't, I, I don't like know. Like I said, I, I look, I've watched some of their games, and they just, I don't know if it's some hating going on, but they just, they don't get them the ball. It may be time. It may be time for pop. Nah, I don't even think that's. Nah, what it I, is, I don't. Man. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think this style of this style of team. I don't think pop can really resonate with this group. That that's just what I think. I think pop would be, you know. Better serve with a, with a veteran, more of a veteran lays. I don't think I don't think pop message resonates with in terms of a young rebuild, like kind of what the Spurs have going on right now with this Wimby team. I think you gotta, I think you gotta go get another guy though. Guy oh no, you definitely gotta. They can be second fiddle to you, Wimby. You gotta go get a guy who can run in, who can run offense and, and, and get you in your right spots offensively because they don't have that guy. I mean, they Dejounte Murray was was essentially that guy, but they end up trading him away, and they may end up. Trading for the guy who they traded him to, Dejounte Murray to, and trade and trade him. And you brought that up earlier. I would, I would love that. I think that 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 may be the move they have to go to. But, but as far as Wimby's concerned, yeah, this guy just looks like he can do whatever he wants on the basketball court at times. And I don't even think he's he's come close to even hitting his stride on how good he can be. Just right, he's now. still learning the game, man. So yeah, I think I, you say two years, uh, because you you still gonna have Jokic going strong. You still gonna have Luca out there. You still gonna have you got guys like SGA out there going. You got McCall, Giannis still going. The guy, the like he hasn't hit his stride and he's putting up good numbers. Bro. I understand that, but it, it would have to be a significant leap for him to be in the top five in two years. I, I would think. I would think. I mean, I don't think that that's that that, that I don't think that that's not ridiculous. It's, that's it, not, it's ridiculous not ridiculous to say that. There's gonna have to be some team like you. you the situation around him is gonna have to improve. Also, it's cool, but it's just like. Like you said, you got guys who put put up good numbers, but the impact on the game is what stands out. Wimby has an impact on the game, not not necessarily this year, because I think that yeah. their roster sucks. It's gonna have to translate to the team. Yeah, it is. But I just think it's a pretty lack of talent right now with the Spurs. I just don't I just don't think that they have good good players on the team. So, but I think Wimby's impact on the game, especially if as he continues to grow and get better. Oh, there's no question. Well, I agree with that. I'm just saying he, he, he can't make those strides and, and continue to improve, and they're still and they're and they're still a bottom of the barrel team and be and be considered a top five player. I don't think I don't think you yeah, can do that. But I'm saying I think his ascension will be able to translate towards wins, and and like I said, I think you got to, like you said with the birds, the front office got to do their job. They right. got to get better guys in here. And Number I think one. that they will. The Spurs yeah. are a class A organization. Their track record shows that they know how to build teams. So I think that they will. But yeah, Wimby. I, I, I yeah, I, I think maybe not two years, but I, it, it won't be long for he for he's considered one of, if not the best players in this league. Because he, I mean, we've never seen anything like this guy. So and I, 
I think the impact on the defense, the impact that he can have on the defensive side of the ball is what's really going to separate him from a lot of guys. Yeah. That's that that's just my opinion. To me, man, that that to me, man, listen, defense has always been a been a big, big huge, a huge part for me. Because I just think like, bro. I mean, because when you look at him, it's talk- two sides of the ball, we're man. We're talking about a guy with the potential to win multiple, multiple, multiple MVPs and multiple, multiple, multiple defensive player of the years. That's something that's never happened. Never happened. Where you can consistently be in a position to win an MVP, like you said, the team success is, ha- is going to have to be where it needs to be in order for you to do that. But he has that potential to do that. And I, I just said the-, the-, the upside and the trajectory is something that I don't think I've ever seen before. Yeah, because to me, man, two- two-way players go a long way with me. Same. It go a long way with me because, like I said, I think it's two. Because I think because a lot of times we equate a lot of guys who who have a better offensive skill set, yeah, and we put them over a guy who who yeah. who, who does it equally good on yeah. both ends. You can't you can't you can't be non-existent on one side of the floor and consider yourself the best. You yeah. just because 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 the fact of the matter is, flip reversal. We don't take we don't take Drew Holiday and put him in the best right. player. You know, even though he he's been this great because right. he's stout, a lead on, on yeah because he's a lead right. on defense. We don't put him in the best as as one of the a top ten players. But the thing about Wimby. He's got the ability to be elite on both, on on both, both sides. That's my so, thing. And that's where I would that's give him point. the definitive edge. That's why I say I think he has the ability to be a, a top five player within two or three years because I just think he, he's it's, it's only up from here. Like, this is only his rookie season. The guy's only, what, 19, 20? Yeah. So, I mean, like, bro, the guy's going to get better. He's going to learn. And I just think, bro, it's, it's, it's going to get scary for a lot of people in this league if, if the guy continues to – to blossom like like he like he is so yeah all right the Lakers playing the Wizards LeBron 40 points away from 40,000 I doubt that he'll get there tonight but I'm if he does I'm Put gonna be on watching that, man. yeah I seen it I seen FanDuel got a, a plus 2,000 from the dude I, it's probably nah that ain't hey we didn't think he was I, we didn't think he was gonna get 36 that night I don't, when, I don't throw when, bad money after good I had a good night yesterday so we, we didn't think he was gonna get 36 when he broke the all-time scoring record but hey he went out there and did it all right man Oh, hey, real quick, man. I got I got to talk about something. Okay. Speaking of LeBron, Bronny James, man. We seen LeBron LeBron recent tweet. Real quick, and we're going to get out of here. LeBron recent tweet, you know, Bronny fell out, out, out the mock draft and, and uh, into the second round, I believe. And LeBron posted a, tweet, posted a tweet basically saying, let the kid be a kid. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that, man? I mean, LeBron ain't got nobody to blame for this but himself. But himself, because you I, b- did this b- because because LeBron sitting up here saying, "Bronny uh, definitely better than some of these yeah, guys." Yeah, LeBron said that he, be- he he's better than half the players in the league. Now he's telling now he's telling these mock draft experts to bag off. No, nah, man, you can't have it both ways, Bron. That's some weak stuff. Yeah, bro. You, yeah. So yeah, I, ain't now, with now, that. I, I, I don't I don't want to come down too hard on it. I mean, because I mean, at the end of the day, it, it is the man's son, and he is. I mean, it is his job to protect his son. But, but Cole, what but did we my, do? What did we do to Lavar Ball when he when Lavar Ball came out there and said that his son was better than Steph Curry? Everybody called him an idiot. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying he has the right to do that. That's the man's son. If he wants to put that type of pressure on his son, he has all the right to do that. I, I never criticized Lavar Ball. Okay, but here's, here's, I just said that was LeVar, idiotic and foolish. Lavar Ball never backed off though. Here's LeBron. LeBron trying to trying I don't to run think back. LeBron's his, backing off. I think yes, he's, he did. I, I think yes, he, he is. 
I, now, at first it was Bronny better, definitely better than some of these guys I'm watching on the league pad. Now let the I kid don't think, be a kid. I, I don't, I what don't are think, we doing? I, here? I, don't, I don't think he's saying that he's not though. I think he's just saying, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just saying he 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 doesn't have the opportunity. He doesn't have the the right. To, to, why, why do it towards that at a mock draft? People do mock drafts all the time. That's what I'm saying. They're going to do a mock draft on him again next year. I didn't love it. I didn't love it, but it is the man's son, so I'm not going to criticize him for, for defending the son. I mean, like I said, he don't got no, he don't got nobody to blame. He could have just shut his mouth from get going and, Bro, you know. Bronny need all four, man. <laughs> 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 hey, Bronny might need all four, man. I ain't gonna lie man, to you. Man. Then look, in fairness, we got to give the kid a break. Now he 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 came off a, I understand a, a, a major no, health scare. Absolutely, and absolutely. We, we, we don't know, we don't we don't know where his mindset is. I get that. We don't know where he's mentally hey, or physically. On, on, on a real tip though, Bronny being a freshman averaging six points, <laughs> that's not bad, bro. You know how hard it is for a freshman to get like, especially a lot of these programs. Bro, when you look at some of these, and, and when you, you look at USC, that's really not a one and done program I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm re- when you look at some of these, some of these one and done guys who who go, you know, in top three and top four. If you look at their numbers, and I, I think Ben Curl only averaged like eleven points at Duke and went number one. So I mean, you know, but as far as Brian, you know, coming to Brian's defense. Like I said, I, I don't think he has nobody to blame for it but himself because he came out and said that Bronny's better than half the people in the league. He did. So I mean, you can't come out and say that, and now that the guy, you know, doesn't you no know, doesn't look like up like to he- par. <laughs> you can't come out and say back off the guy now when you leaped all on him. Right. So now nah, it's let the kid be a kid. But yeah, man, I, I just thought that that was, that was some weak stuff. From all Brian. four, huh? Yeah, he might need all four, dog. And then hey, get, the get your degree, man. Do hey, do something enjoy, with that. Enjoy yeah, college, bro. yeah, bro. Do, hey, you at a, you at you in you in Cali? Do hey, do your thing, man. Hey, hey, he ain't hurting for money, so hit them frat parties, man. He ain't hurting for money, so I mean, hey, it'll be all right. All right, man. Thank you guys for tuning in yet again. We appreciate all your support. Again, brother, love sports. See love. Both C-Love signing off, man. Peace.